Hello and welcome to the pilot episode of It's Alive. Uh, we're going to be doing a weekly show uh, rounding up movie news, discussion of uh, new movies, old movies, and basically anything to do with you know the films that we like. Um, my name is Stuart Tonks. I'm here with my co-host Matt Green. Hi, Matt. Hi, guys. So, Matt, um, I know why uh, why we're doing this. Um, what what, what can you tell me about yourself and uh, how you got into uh, your love of movies and uh, and where you stand? Well, I'm a born and bred guy in the black country, um, in the West Midlands, here in the UK. Um, basically developed my love of movies over sort of the past two years as a sort of a bigger passion in my life. Um, I've always enjoyed movies ever since I was a kid, but, um, you know, sort of got into movies big style within the past two years. Um, I love all sorts of movies from all around the globe. I watch a lot of international movies as well as foreign films. And yeah, I've just always had a big passion for films, as I know you have, Stu, as well. Oh yeah, I mean, um, a bit older than you, Matt. I, I'm, I brought up in the 70s with uh, the, the movies on TV, which came out about three years after actually seeing them uh, at the cinema, but also with uh, Super 8, and then I was lucky enough to be uh, a young teenager in the boom of VHS in the early 80s. Um, so I saw the wonderful um, Video Recordings Act come in in 1984 and that made us all want to see the, the films that we couldn't get and uh, so yeah, uh, big, big collector of films over the years um, through Super 8, VHS, Laserdisc um, I've uh, managed a shop that sold um, uh, memorabilia, if you like from films uh, a few years ago um, and yeah, and we thought, you know, we'd, we'd just get together and do this podcast. Um, uh, I'm, I met Matt um, through, through my work a few years ago, but uh, I discovered quite quickly that you did a, a YouTube channel where you talk about your your collection. <laughs> I think it's the best way to say it. <laughs> yes, uh, well, my YouTube channel is uh, Matticus Tattoo. I've been doing that for just over a year now. Um, basically, I, all I do on there basically is uh, Blu-ray updates. Um, I also have a move room where I do tours of. Um, you know, I'll just do sort of reviews on Blu-rays, um, unboxings of Blu-rays, things like that. You know, just general sort of Blu-ray updates, things like that. So, Yeah, and I, you know, I, I saw that, you know, you do that. And I, as you know, I contacted you a, a week or so ago and we discussed about doing this show. Um, I think we've both got a lot to say about films in general, just through our general online chats. And uh, I think it'd be nice to, to maybe share a bit of that with, with, with other people. And if, you know, they're interested, they can contact us. Um, and, and you know, either like what we say uh, or, or rant about it, which they probably will. Yeah. Um, I know that we're very different with our film tastes. We do cross over at places, but the, there's going to be times when I think that we'll probably argue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so the, what we're going to start off with today is uh, a little bit of uh, just a five-minute movie news. Um, and we start off with a really, really sad story for our first episode um, heard this morning that uh, Richard Griffiths, who was obviously well known for the Harry Potter films and for the wonderful, wonderfully played Uncle Monty in With Nail and I, has uh, died at the age of 65. Um, how aware are you, Richard Griffiths' films? I know you, you're a Harry Potter fan. Richard Griffiths, yeah. I mean, the main sort of thing that I know him of is obviously the Harry Potter films. 
Um, but that's a shame as it is. That's as big as I as big as I know him of. Um, and obviously, I know he's a big role in the British film industry. I know he has been for some many years, but obviously, that's the only thing that I've sort of placed him in as a character. I just think he was a very well, a very well good actor in that. I also believe wasn't he in Hugo as well. Yes, he was in Hugo. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd actually forgotten about that. I watched it recently. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he, he played a lovely part in that. Yeah, with the he fell in love with. Uh, oh, what's I name? can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll um, we'll, we'll uh, call her the lady from Rising Damp. Um, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure her name will come to me in a minute. But um, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I I know him very much from uh, playing Uncle Monty in uh, With Nail and I which is very much of a, a film of my generation, if you like, uh, growing up in the 80s. and uh, I, I actually discovered it in the 90s, so a little bit, a little bit later than some people my age. Um, but a wonderful film with some wonderful dialogue that, uh, that, that Mr Griffiths uh, sort of gave over and uh, some, some lines of dialogue that I really couldn't repeat on a... PG-rated show, um, but I'm sure if you've seen with Nell and I, you'll you'll know the character of Uncle Monty. You'll know what he was like. Um, we we were discussing off air that you've not actually seen with Nell and I. I haven't. No, um, it's going to be one of your choices for me to watch in the future, which we'll get onto a bit later. Yes, absolutely. But, um, yeah, cause I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. I've, I've actually been meaning to check it out for quite a few years. Just it's one of those films I've been putting on the back burner. So. I, I think I think you'll uh, you'll be impressed um, for dialogue alone. But it is one of those films that takes more than one watch, and you know, it, it, I, I, when I discovered it, I watched it once, loved it, watched it a second time, thought it was even better. And each time I watch it, I think I discover a little gem of dialogue that I've not noticed the previous times, and I've probably watched it twenty, thirty times easily. Um, so that's sad, really sad news, you know. And um, our thoughts go out to his family. And he was, he was only sixty-five, which I, I think was a bit of a shock to me when I read that. I, I did think he was a little bit older, but it, it's, um, you know, it, it's one of those things. Unfortunately, it happens. Uh, so that's that's the, f- the first piece of movie news. Uh, second piece this week, um, going on to possibly lighter, I won't say happier note, but it seems that MGM have decided to revive the Tomb Raider franchise and reboot it. What's your thoughts on that? Um, well, I've actually just recently played the new Tomb Raider game. Um, I thought it was actually very well done. Um, I think they've really revived the franchise as such um, very well. Um, I think the big problem they had with the last films was just the slow pacing of it. I, I just don't. I think it was too in your face at the same time. Um, I don't think Angelina Jolie worked fully as Laura Croft. I think she's too much of a big icon to play her for a start. Um, I think when you actually see those films, you just see Angelina Jolie fighting. You don't see Tomb Raider. Um, but yeah, um, that's sort of my thoughts on it. I think it needs someone a little underground to play yeah. Laura Croft. Yeah, I agree. I think it's such an iconic character that the character really takes it on rather than having a, a big name. I mean, I think Megan Fox was banded about a couple of years ago, and although she looked like she was her star was on the rise, it's quickly faltered I think yeah um, Michael Bay <laughs> yeah um, so you know uh, although she's apparently going to be appearing as April O'Neil in the new, yes, in the new Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles movie, yeah. <laughs> another Michael Bay film we'll get on to that in probably another another episode <laughs> and what are we, our thoughts on Michael Bay movies you'll look um, forward to that <laughs> yeah um, 
But yeah, I you know I think uh, the films failed really. I I personally don't think it was Angelina Jolie's fault. I think it, it was shoddy scripting, shoddy direction. Um, they were they were the epitome of mediocre, if you like, in our, in the action film genre. They they were okay. They were all right, but it, they could be so much better. There, there were no Indiana Jones. They were no, no. They were definitely no Indiana Jones. They were they weren't even romancing the stone. I don't think. <laughs> um, no, so uh, so we'll see how that goes. As you say, the, the the new the new game from all accounts is stunning. I'd I'd like to have a go over it myself. I'm not a massive gamer, but. Um, it does look interesting, and if it's half as good as Uncharted, I'm sure it'll be great. Um, another bit of news, which I think is very sad, that the producer of uh, Dread 3D has said this week that Dread 2 looks to be dead in the water and to not hold any hope out. Um, I don't know about you, Matt, I thought Dread was a stunning film. I thought it was the best Dread film that we could hope for after the debacle of the... Sylvester Stallone film. Um, why do you think Dread failed? Dread, I think, was a massive failure in the. I know it was a failure in the US, just down to the fact that the lack of advertising. I don't think there was enough advertising there to begin with. Um, I don't think the stars pulled it in as much as they should have done either. I think Carl Urban, as, as good as he is, I don't think he has a big enough fan base for people to recognise instantly mm. that it's going to be a big blockbuster. Obviously, Lena Headley was in this as well, which stole the show for me. I mm. thought she was brilliant as Mama. Um, I thought that was very well done, but I think the reason it failed so much was just down to the advertising. I don't think it was pushed as much as it should have been. Um, that, saying that, there was there was a lot of big blockbusters out last summer, obviously, with the Avengers and the Dark Knight Rises, etc. True. I, just don't, I think it fell short of a lot of people's views. Obviously, with um, The Raid as well, which was a very similar film, and I think that was better received than Dread actually was, which mm. was kind of weird because obviously foreign films usually fall short of American viewers. And to me, Dread was the better film over The Raid, personally. I don't know if you've seen I, The Raid or not. I, I've, I've only seen The Raid recently, so I didn't have that sort of watching The Raid and then watching Dread and thinking, Dread's ripped this off, which it, it, it didn't. It was in production before The Raid. And, yeah, sure. um, and I, I personally was a bit... I, people are going to hate me for this and this will probably be the first thing that people will email in again uh, against uh, I thought the the raid was incredibly overrated it just turned into yet another guys beating each other up for five minutes at a time with you know no, no sort of impact on their bodies yet they were being slammed against walls faces smashed in with poles and um, it, it, I, 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 as much as I like the premise of it and I like the start I found it just got very monotonous as the time went on Whereas Dread, I thought, was fabulous. Um, there was a lot made of the fact that Dread was advertised as Dread 3D. Do you think that put people off going I, to the cinema? I think it did, because obviously with a gimmick of 3D, I think people do go into it thinking it's going to be a gimmick. Um, obviously, the January release of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, that obviously really flopped in the cinema. Um, I think the only reason they put that 3D on the end of it is to obviously attract crowds in, but... I think with a film like Dread, it didn't need that on it at all. Um, mm. I just don't think that worked whatsoever. Um, I haven't even I, seen the film in 3D myself. Oh, the, the 3D's stunning. The, the 3D really is stunning. Um, but I do think that the, um, the advertising of it um, as 3D, the, it was huge on the poster. Um, it's, uh, you know... it. 
I think it probably did deter people. It wasn't shown as much in 2D as something like The Avengers, which was obviously 3D, but, um, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily... You didn't have to go and see it in 3D. You could watch it in 2D quite easily. Um, uh, I think I think people probably thought it, maybe it was just 3D. I don't know, maybe that, maybe that did have an impact... I do honestly think, though, and I've, I've, I've said this uh, before, and I've had discussions with people online, that I do think the Stallone film impacted on it. Well, I'm, as a fan of the Stallone film, <laughs> I like it okay. for what it is. I like okay. it as the popcorn action film. Right. Obviously, I don't take it seriously. Me, as a, as a person who has never read the comics... That, yeah. Obviously, you can see why I like them. Um, obviously, I know one of the biggest fouls you can do in a dread film is take the helmet off which Absolutely. is what Stallone did obviously Carl Urban never took his off in this film I believe no. I don't think he did, did no he, he didn't no, no, at he, all. obviously this film remains true to the comics whereas Judge Dredd didn't um, but I, I grew up with it on watching <laughs> on Channel 5 and, you know it's just a great I used to record it on VHS and I just I just really liked it as a kid yeah I mean I I loved Dread the new the new Dread I really did I thought it was a stunning film I think the idea of a trilogy would have been wonderful. I just think it's I just think it's a very sad day. And I think I think it's a, almost as sad as possibly never having another season of Firefly, but you know, that's just me. Um last little bit of movie news is just a, a little tweet that was put out uh by I believe Legendary Pictures this week um for the new Gareth Edwards Godzilla reboot. Um Gareth Edwards, of course, directed Monsters a couple of years ago, which was a whole new take on the uh, giant monsters taking over the world type uh, subgenre, uh, which Godzilla pretty much created. Um, and uh, Gareth Edwards has actually got uh, Akira Takadera, I believe his name's pronounced, um, who was the star of the original Godzilla, uh, in, a, in a, an unnamed part in the new film. So that's quite exciting. Um, Looking forward to Godzilla reboot? I am, I am, I am looking forward to it. Um, I don't remember the Godzilla, what was it, is it like 1999 was it? Oh, the, the, the Roland Emmerich Dean yeah. Devlin film, yeah, yeah, not um, great. I, I don't remember that too much at all. Um, I haven't seen the original Godzilla actually, it's still one that I've, I've got to check out. But obviously with Pacific Rim coming out this year too, um, I think it's a good year to try and push the monster movies, and definitely with big high hitters like Pacific Rim, that's going to be mm. directed by Guillermo del Toro. Um, but obviously, of the past couple of years, you know, we've been sort of more pushing towards the monster films now, and I think that's a good time to release it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. It's got a fantastic cast from, uh, from what I'm reading. Every week it seems that they're announcing... A new actor that's you know done some fabulous work over the years. The uh, dude from Breaking Bad, who I always remember as Malcolm's father from Malcolm Brian in the Middle. Cranston. That's the dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know he's he's apparently in it and he's, he's a fabulous actor and done some brilliant work recently. Um, so you know it, it'd be interesting to see the take on this. I mean, I I must admit I kind of think that everything that could have been done with gigantic monsters destroying. Uh, huge cities was done in Cloverfield. It was finished in Cloverfield. I'd be interested to see how they bring that with Pacific Rim, um, which obviously throws in giant robots as well. Yeah. Um, you know what what they're going to be able to do. Um, but I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this uh, Godzilla film. I think having uh, Akira 
sort of almost given his seal of approval by being in it has has uh, upped my interest, if you like. I think getting the right monster movie right is just down to the amount of CGI that they mm. use. They can, they can either overdo it or they can underutilise it. And in my opinion, to get the right balance, you need the balance of obviously practical effects and CGI. And I think obviously to make a monster movie, you need the, you need the CGI, obviously. Of course. But you know, I just I just think it's getting the balance just right. I think I think also the the balance of good CGI over yeah, yeah. poor CGI. We don't want another Sharktopus <laughs> or you know Mega Shark versus Piranha or whatever they, yeah. whatever it is that's coming out of, of the course. Roger Corman Studios this week. All right, okay, so that's the end of this week's movie news. So uh, we thought we'd um, do for our first episode for the well the pilot episode episode zero of uh, It's Alive. We'd uh, just have a little bit of a chat, Matt, about. Uh, our 2013 preview some of the, the films that are coming up this year um, some great great things I think um, um, the first big one for me definitely is um, The Evil Dead well yeah for me too um, obviously it's going to be directed by Fede Alvarez um, an unknown a known, known director to me um, I believe this is going to be his first American debut uh, directing so yeah looking forward to that um from all the reviews that it's had so far it's all been very positive um yeah the actors on to me are at least unknown as well so well i know jane levy um she um she's in a, a, t- a tv program um i'm just trying to trying to think of the title i'll just call that up it's a, it's a film that i like a program i like very much but i can't remember it's suburgatory of course um, which is a, a very funny new sitcom that uh, came out uh, last year. Uh, did the first season, I believe it's going to season two. Um, so, so yeah, um, she, she's a fabulous actress. Um, but yeah, I, I was very nervous about the film, shall I say, as a big fan growing up with The Evil Dead. I think I saw it when I was 12 years old, yeah. far, far younger than I should have been. Yeah, same here. I believe I brought the Anchor Bay Book of the Dead um, when I was 14, around about that time. Uh, I started watching pretty mainstream and 80s horror films when I was in my teenage years. And uh, yeah, The Evil Dead was a big influence on my sort of movie passion. Um, I think it's, you know, just amazing with what they did with the original. I was, like Stu, you know, um, anticipating the Evil Dead remake. Um, obviously... I know there's a lot more they can do with it these days, so that's obviously a positive. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the rawness of it. I know obviously Sam Raimi and uh, Bruce Campbell are behind it, so I'm, I'm all for it. I can't wait for it now. Yeah, I mean, Bruce Campbell is on Twitter. Um, I, I follow him quite closely because he's very vocal on Twitter and he's been very vocal about the remake, um, bigging it up. Uh, you know, people who, who've been slating him, saying that he's, you know, that it's going to be rubbish, why it's a remake, and... He's just been saying, just wait and see. Just wait and see. Um, as I say, I was a bit nervous. Well, more than nervous about seeing it. I mean, the original will always be there. I mean, we'll talk about this in a future episode, our, our, our views and issues we have with remakes and reboots. Um, but very quickly, you know, I, I, I'm not... I always think, well, the original film will still be there. It's not something to worry about. We're not, we're, it's not like that, that film's never going to be able to... We're never going to be able to watch it again. Well, exactly. and we'll always have to watch the, origi- the, the new film. Um, until, uh, you know, and, and then I heard, 
you know, even though I was sort of worried about it, I then heard from the first showing a couple of weeks ago um, how fantastic it is, and even more so how terrifying it is. So yeah, from the Red Band trailers, I think if you're going to watch it in the cinema, then you better have not be squeamish. <laughs> <laughs> It, it does look pretty brutal. It does look pretty brutal. And I think they put Jane Levy through as much, if not more, than they ever put Bruce Campbell through. Um, it's out on April the 19th in the UK. I uh, believe that might be uh, a little bit sooner than um, than American uh, uh, release. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think we're getting it maybe a week earlier. Um, like I say, I'm not sure on that, but... I know that I've got the 19th of April booked off and I will be there first showing <laughs> with with my mate who is a, a, an, another Evil Dead fan and I wouldn't be surprised, Matt, if uh, you're joining us. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I should say so. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, it, it's the first real must-see this year for me. Yeah, and for me too. So, okay, so we, we, we move on. Um, we've got Star Trek Into Darkness, which I must admit, I, we, we haven't prepared much about Star Trek Into Darkness. The trailers uh, have been fantastic. There's still not a great deal known about the film and the characters, Benedict Cumberbatch, obviously, who was in Sherlock um, and played a great role in that. He's playing some kind of baddie. Um Everyone's been saying for months and months it's going to be Khan. I don't think that's going to be true now. But who knows? J.J. Abrahams has kept things very close to his chest. Um, I, I, and, but the trailers, just from the trailers alone, it could be the sci-fi movie of the year for me. You see, I'm, I'm completely in the dark when it comes to Star Trek. I never watched a TV series, much to my dismay. I've always wanted to just... It's just a big thing to get into, I think. Um, I, I haven't seen the first Abrams Star Trek film, which I'm still kicking myself about. hate myself that I haven't seen it. I will get round to it soon. I'm just going to buy the Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, I'm, and I'm completely in the dark with Star Trek Into the Darkness as well because I'm trying to keep away from the spoilers for the second film so that I'm ready for the first film, as it were. So yeah, I'm, I'm sort of staying away from it from a bit myself um, so I can check out the first Abrams Star Trek. I think... Um... I think it's going to be a great month for you then, really, because you'll get to see what I think was the best Star Trek movie since Wrath of Khan, which means nothing to you, Matt, because <laughs> uh, you haven't seen that either. But I think it's a perfect jumping-off point um, to join in the, the Star Trek franchise. I grew up with the original TV on syndication. I'm not as old enough to remember it first time around, <laughs> but I did grow up with it on syndication in the, in the 70s and the 80s. Sure. Uh, loved the films. Remember seeing uh, motion picture at the cinema and being a bit bedazzled by it and uh, not really understanding it because they went from a completely different route to the series. Ratha Khan obviously brought it back to its roots of adventure, exploration and excitement. But I, uh, as much as people... Um, uh, Trekkies or Trekkers, whatever they like to be called these this week, uh, you know they they've. Um, I, I think JJ Abrams did a fantastic job of bringing it to a new generation. The actors did a fabulous job of not only recreating the original roles, but to bring bringing something else to them as well. And without spoiling it for you, Matt, um, they keep it in the timeline as well, which is great. So if you have grown up watching the Star Trek uh, films and TV series. The new one is in the timeline as well. 
You'll, you'll find that out when you watch the new one. But I think you've got a great month of watching that and then being very excited about Into Darkness. Yeah, sure. And then, what have we got? We've got uh, Man of Steel. Now, this is one I'm very much looking forward to. Directed by Zack Snyder. Uh, produced by Christopher Nolan. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of DC. Um, always been a bigger fan of DC than I have been Marvel. Um... I've never read any of the comics, to my shame, but I, I do love DC. I, I do think they're a great production company, um, and obviously of comics as well. Um, but yeah, um, what are your thoughts on this, Stu? Well, uh, it's also written, you know, as much as everyone goes on about Nolan, I have my issues with him, um, which is yet another podcast episode um, where I talk about my views of the Dark Knight uh, I right I'm a Nolan Knight <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I like I, I, it's usually every other Nolan film it's a bit like going back to Star, Star Trek where they would say the, uh, the, the uh, even numbers are the good ones um, <laughs> I'm a bit like that with Nolan uh, loved Memento um, a fantastic film um uh, the the one with Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman, which is the name, is just um, the Prestige. The Prestige, thank you. Um, I love the Prestige. Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of Insomnia, which I know a lot of people don't like. I, I believe people rate that as the lowest Christopher Nolan film. You know, not seen it. Not it's seen. It's actually a remake of a. Uh, I believe it's a Swedish film. Mm-hmm. So I'm still, still going to check out the original myself, but I, I am a really big fan of Insomnia. Um, it's, it's rated as one, as Christopher Nolan's weakest film. But I actually preferred over Memento myself. So. Oh, right. Now, see, I love Memento and uh, love Prestige. Uh, didn't like Batman Begins, although it's grown on me as the years have gone by. Loved Dark Knight. Um, hated Inception. So I thought I would like Dark Knight Rises, but then <laughs> I didn't. I've, I've, I've watched it once, and I will bring myself to watch it again. Maybe like Batman Begins, it will, it will grow on me. The big thing that I... Um, with this film is it's written by David Goya who directed the woeful Blade Trinity um, but has you know done other good things I won't mention his work on um, Ghost Rider but you know the Ghost Rider films because they were dreadful but he's done other good things and you know maybe I do like Zack Snyder a lot of people don't I love 300 Um, uh, I, I liked the Dawn of the Dead remake didn't love it, but I liked I it. I liked it too. Bing Rounds was very good in that. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, um, the the um, the one film that I really didn't like of his was Sucker Punch. I haven't seen it, you know. Ooh, ooh. I know it does have a cult following, though. So I think that's mainly by people that like scantily clad girls in different <laughs> different types of uniform, which you know. Uh, what was the name of that film again? <laughs> Uh, Sucker Punch. It's uh, it, it, it was uh, two hours of my life that I really, really wished I had back after watching it at the cinema. But as you say, it does have a following, a big yeah. following. Yeah. And yeah, um, going on to actually on to uh, Man of Steel, answer your question. I'm I'm cautious. I'm cautiously optimistic. That's probably a cliche, but the trailers have done nothing for me. Um, I don't really want my superheroes to be especially something like Superman to be down and dirty like Batman was in the Nolan verse um, but that, my, is, that is at the same 
same way. That's the way the films are going. Pe- people are enjoying the dark grittiness of the characters. But then Marvel have done it so well with the Avengers Phase One, and that, that's the thing. Yeah, you either start off like that or you don't, and they didn't with the Dark Knight and Batman Begins. Obviously, it's really gritty and you know mm. down there as with Iron Man. Fun. Yeah, just action popcorn fun, and that's how I want my superheroes. And that's how you like it. Well, I, I, like, I like mine nice and depressing. <laughs> Fair enough. Now uh, it, you know it's, it, it is once again a, bit, a big thing that we will get into with uh, the state of superhero movies in a later episode. I'm sure. Um, I loved what Marvel did with um, with the Phase One of the Avengers films. Every one of them, I thought, was was. At least very good. I still haven't seen Edward Norton's Hulk, but obviously we've... Uh, great, great film, great yeah, film. I still yeah. haven't seen it. Um, I do like Liv Tyler, though. And, um... <laughs> it, was cer- <laughs> it was certainly better than... Uh, Ang Lee's Hulk. The Ang Lee's Hulk, yeah. <laughs> I can watch it. I can watch it. Uh, no, I, 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 I don't like it at all. Um, but yes, I mean, obviously later in the year we've got uh, the new Thor movie as well, um, which I don't, I know, I know actually know very little about the new Thor movie. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot about that myself. Um, so, so we won't, we won't touch on that this week. Uh, that was a bit of a, a segue, but, um, but yeah, it, it, I, I loved, I loved the last Thor. I thought it was great. Um, sticking with our superheroes though, and jumping back to Marvel, um, we've got the Wolverine coming up. Which is the fifth? Is it the fifth or the sixth in the sixth? I believe it's the sixth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you class it in the the whole franchise, um, I, I'm a big fan of the uh, the X Men films. Um, I quite controversially like uh, the Last Stand, which oh, I know I like the Last Stand too. Yeah, <laughs> we probably just had a lot of people turn off now. Um, but yeah, I I didn't mind it. I know they they ruined the storyline from the comics, but I didn't come from the comic background so much, so it didn't it didn't spoil it that much. Vinnie Jones was awful, but I will say that Wolverine Origins was an atrocious film. Abysmal, really, really poor film. I got five minutes into that film. Usually, I will give a film a good amount of chance, mm. but after watching the trilogy, I thought I had the box set, you know, the Blu-ray box set, yeah. the four of them in. I watched X Men, X Two, uh, X Men: Last Stand. And then I got to this one, which I'd never seen. I'd watched all those previous. And I got to this one, watched five minutes in, boom, straight off. <laughs> now, I, I have sat through it. Uh, I'm sorry to say, I've sat through it twice. I, like I probably will do with Dark Knight Rises, I did give it another chance. Um, because I do have friends that like it. And uh, I'm sorry, I just thought it was so bad. It was, it was just atrocious. But, saying that... Um, I thought X-Men First Class, which I know you haven't seen yet, Not yet no. was superb. But it had a fabulous director, um, fabulous writer, Jane Goldman, um, who's obviously famously Jonathan Ross's wife. Um, she, she did a, an amazing script for that. Uh, so, you know, maybe The Wolverine. I know it's got different, uh, a different group of people that have made it. Um, but uh, a, a good director with James Mangold. Um, uh, who who directed, you know, quite quite a lot of good films. Three Ten to Yuma is one of the big standout ones for me. I really enjoyed that film. Yeah, Three Ten to Yuma, Identity, which I liked. Girl Interrupted, Copland. Yeah. Um, so, some great films. So so hopefully, um, you know, we're going to get a good film. But then he's also directed Night and Day. 
<laughs> yes, did do it night and day, unfortunately. Yeah, but there you go. We've all got to eat. Um, I, you know, I saw the trailer this week to uh, the Wolverine, and I wasn't over. I don't know. Something didn't capture me about it. Um, I, I don't know what it was, but it's the look of the film. It almost looked like a Michael Mann film with ninjas, um, <laughs> big cityscapes with lots of neon and. But but I, it is one that I would definitely I, I should definitely watch. I should definitely I, I hope I enjoy very much. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see. I we'll think see. I'll be waiting for a Blu-ray release myself. But I, I think I will leave it for that. I don't think I'll be going to the cinemas to mm. see it. One I will be going to the cinema, and also goes back to saying about uh, Jane Goldman, who uh, wrote the screenplay for the original Kick-Ass. Uh, it's Kick-Ass Two. Oh yes, we're definitely looking forward to this one. <laughs> <laughs> very 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 excited. Not directed uh, by, this time by Matthew, by, Vaughan. by Matthew Vaughan, unfortunately. But I believe he's uh, executive produced, so um, I'm sure he's, he's taking it in the right direction. Um, uh, this one is actually directed by Jeff Wadlow. Jeff um, Wadlow, yeah. Which I'd, I hadn't heard of before, to be quite honest. Um, I know his filmography hasn't been the best. Um, I know he's directed such films as Never Back Down, which didn't receive too much critical acclaim at all. And uh, Cry Wolf as well, I haven't seen that myself, but don't believe it gets too much of a high rating. But yeah, definitely looking forward to Kick-Ass 2. Um, from the trailers we've seen and everything so far, I just think it looks very well done and in the same in the same vein as the first film. So yeah, definitely looking forward to that. One of my main concerns, which I just discussed with you uh, just before the show, was about Chloe Grace Moretz losing that sort of innocence as, mm. you know, a child swearing and using <laughs> guns and things like that. You know, the overtopness of it. Yeah. And I think she might lose that now she's growing up a bit. But obviously, you know, we're all open-minded. It's going to, you know, I'm glad they've kept the original cast. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. What do you think, Stu? I, I, I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, the, the moment they cast uh, Jim Carrey, <laughs> uh, is it Colonel Stars and Stripes? Um, Colonel Stars and Stripes. That's right. Um, I, I was in, and having seen uh, seen his character in the in the trailers, um, it just looks fabulous. It really does. Um, there is a scene in the comic book which I won't go into, um, which is very, very, very brutal, and apparently it is in the film. If you've read the comic book, you know what I mean. We'll leave it there. <laughs> but I think a few people, if they were shocked by certain scenes in Kick-Ass 1, they will be really shocked and <laughs> maybe to the point of not being able to cope with it. But no, very much looking forward to it. Fingers crossed we're holding out for an R rating or an 18 rating on this one. Uh, one which we've, we've, we've missed, actually, from uh, from next month, straight after Evil Dead. Uh, the week after, I believe, April the 26th, um, is Iron Man 3. Yeah, very much looking forward to this one. Uh, obviously, we've got Robert Downey Jr. back as Iron Man, uh, much loved. Uh, this also stars Guy Pearce as... I can't remember if Guy Pearce is a baddie in this one, or, or he's sort of he, helping out Iron Man. No, he's, a, he's, a, uh, he's a, a media mogul, apparently, that helps uh, Mandarin. Yeah. Um, 
and apparently turns the sleaze up to 11. Oh, right. Um, okay. And I think Guy Pearce is a fabulous, fabulous actor, one of my favourites. Uh, very underrated, I think, in certain... In my favourite film, The Road. <laughs> in your favourite film, The Road, yeah. You just bought the end for people if they've not seen it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, fa- fabulous actor. I do, I do love him a lot. Um, I was very disappointed with Iron Man 2. I'll make no bones about it. Um, I thought it was okay, but it certainly didn't live up to Iron Man. Um, I thought under Josh Whedon's direction with Avengers, uh, they they brought back the Tony Stark and the Iron Man character that I loved from the first film. So on the basis of Avengers, I'm very excited. Um, I will not make any bones about the fact that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has never been hotter uh, in any oh, yeah. film <laughs> other than as in a role of Pepper Potts and she's wonderful I think their chemistry is fantastic um, I've got to say as well Ben Kingsley's a Mandarin how amazing does that look <laughs> he, he, he's, that he, just looks fantastic yeah, he, he brings a lot to the role and of course we've we've jumped director this time um, so diff- different director John Favreau has just stayed on as producer um, and we've got Shane Black now for me Shane Black wrote one of the greatest action movies of all time, which was Lethal Weapon. Yeah, um, sure. You know, his his dialogue, he also wrote Lung Kiss Goodnight, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which he obviously worked with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, sure. Uh, which was a, a brilliant, brilliant film. Um, very, very underrated and not really out there with a lot of people. Not a lot of people have seen it or know about it. Or, um, certainly not the sort of, you know, the Iron Man audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it really, in, in my eyes, is, is a comeback for Shane Black. So excited about how his words in, as I was with Josh Whedon's words in Robert Downey Jr.'s mouth, <laughs> what Shane Black's going to do with the character as well. So um, I believe this is his second directed film. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was the only other film that he directed. He, you know, he's written a lot of great stuff. Um, he, knows, so, he knows his films, so... Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm dying to see it. Dying to see it. But uh, uh, yeah, so I think that's uh, that's brought us up to date. Other than we quickly mention <laughs> World War Z oh, or yeah. World War Z, yeah, is it? Let's go into it. Yeah, why not? Um, this is obviously an adaptation of uh, the Max Brooks book. I believe, from what I hear, a very loose adaptation. Um, I've got and proudly own the uh, zombie survival guide, which Max Brooks wrote. Uh, son of Mel Brooks, believe it or not. I don't oh, think you knew that. We were discussing Mel Brooks earlier. No, uh, y- yes, yes, <laughs> we were. Um, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, son of Mel Brooks uh, wrote a fabulous parody survival guide and then wrote World War Z, which was a sort of a first person account of the zombie apocalypse uh, from various different people, interviews. This is obviously they've made a uh, a much more straightforward movie. Brad Pitt um, uh, is is the star, and I, I believe was uh, uh, he's one of the producers as well. Um, uh, uh, this film seems to have been. I think they filmed it a couple of years ago, and it's been. I think it's been a troubled. I think troubled is is a, a conservative word for the production. Well, yes. Um... The director of this is uh, called, what's his name? Mark, Mark Foster. Foster. Um, he's also directed Quantum of Solace, which is apparently not the best um, 
Bond film of the Daniel Craig films, which is widely that's the wide acceptance of it. Well, yeah. I, know, I know you like it. Yeah, I, 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 I actually like enjoyed it. the film myself. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was by any means one of the best, but I enjoyed it for what it was. And um, yeah, I think his direction. I'm I'm not sure. It's it's a it's a strange direction path to take after that. I think. Well, the, the, um, the, the, what what gets me is the 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 prevalence of the CGI in the trailers. Well, yeah. Um, it the the whole swarm. I know. I you know, uh, zombie movies and television shows have been done to death. Um, Romero started it and did the best. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead, and now The Walking Dead, which yeah. I, I know you, yourself and I are both fans of. Um, I think The Walking Dead TV series is pretty much the almost the last word we can say with zombie movies, unless somebody comes and makes something fantastic. Now, this idea of swarming, running zombies, climbing like ants to reach over uh, walls and over vehicles, and almost like a, a tidal wave down streets. I don't buy into it. I'm sorry, I'm not buying into it. Not from the trailers, anyway. I think it looks... Personally, I think it looks dreadful. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Well, But, you know, we we will see. Um, we, we may be back here in a, a couple of months' time. It's out on June the 21st. We may be back with a, a later show, Eating Our Words. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and let's hope we do. You yeah, know, yeah. it'd be well, great I, to have I, a, I'd love to love it. Yeah, it'd be great to have a proper apocalyptic, apocalyptic zombie movie. That you know is mainstream as well. So, so there we go. That's the, uh, the our 2013 preview. There's obviously a lot of other films that are coming out during that time. Got uh, Lone Ranger, which looks dreadful. Um, the World's End, which is Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, uh, which looks great, but I don't know a great deal about it. Second Hunger Games, and then towards the end of the year, we've got uh, The Hobbit 2, Desolation of Smog, and probably. The film that I think everybody is looking forward to the most, Anchorman 2. <laughs> um, if that's not the greatest film that's been ever made, I don't know what will be. <laughs> so, there we go. Okay then, Stu, so um, I think we can't really leave the show on there like, without mentioning our TV shows, because obviously this is a great month for TV shows. Uh, I think this is something we're probably going to do at the end of each episode. And he's, uh, you know, discuss TV shows, because it's not just going to be a film show where it is primarily a film show. We're also going to be discussing a couple of TV shows that, you know, are generally liked by film viewers as well. I think there's a lot of crossover these days, isn't there, with the quality of TV um, that I think a lot of movie fans like ourselves are very, very much interested in. So, so yeah, yeah, I think, I think we, you know, we will touch on a on a few things. So, what was, so what, what were you... what? You know, what were you thinking with this, this weekend is a big weekend, I believe, for oh, you. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, not only do we have the Walking Dead finale of season three, um, very much looking forward to that. That broadcasts uh, in the US Sunday night. Um, I believe it's about 9pm. Um, I think we get it on Sky over here. Is it Friday? Friday, Friday evening, yeah, I believe. So, um, and not only do we get that, we get the season premiere. I mean, the season... Yeah, the season yeah, premiere. Season premiere. Season premiere. Yeah. Mm. Of uh, what was it just got my head? <laughs> the season premiere of uh, Game of Thrones. How can I forget? Um, yeah, I'm currently working my way through seasons one and two, building up to. I've watched them both times before, but yeah, that premieres, I believe, also uh, Sunday um, around 
the same time in the US, and I think we're probably going to get that Friday as well. Uh, that's from HBO. Um, another thing, I, I believe it's on Monday night. I think Monday in this night. country, oh, right, I yeah. think so. Yeah, on uh, Sky Sky Atlantic. Oh, great! Yeah, um, so that's great. So that's by HBO. Um, so yeah, there's uh, something that I think you're very much looking forward to this week, Stu. <laughs> I, I can't, could not leave it without mentioning um, Doctor Who. Um, second part of season seven. Um, if you just take it from the new, the new who, if you like, yeah. Um, I, this season to me has been the the, the best since the start uh, of of the new who. Um, I, I love Matt Smith as the Doctor. Um, I'm glad the Ponds have gone, although I love them very much. But now we've got uh, Jenna Louise Coleman coming in as Clara Oswald. Um, we we will find out who she is, or will we? Who knows? Um, very very excited for Saturday. Um, I've actually postponed a trip till after Doctor Who has been shown <laughs> on Saturday night. I'm not going anywhere. So um, so yeah so, so yeah, fantastic weekend. I I totally agree. Walking Dead season three, massive improvement on season two. Oh yes, um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what can you say? It has been a massive improvement. Brought in characters from the comic book, which some people may or may not be familiar with, that are will advance, I'm sure, into season four. We're going to give no spoilers here. Um, we will talk, I'm sure, next week, both about uh, Game of Thrones uh, yeah, sure. first first episode of season three, uh, which for me. What not one episode was poor of either season one or two? No, it's just been a constant flow of just absolute sex, gore, violence. <laughs> it's it's a man's dream, and uh, I actually, I actually watch it with my wife as well, and she loves it too. Yeah, I mean the whole deceit and treachery of it, just a great story, great, great directing, the, the CGI as well. I'm sure you'll agree, Stu. Yeah. It's just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Mine normally good. Uh, actors, uh, an entourage of British actors in there as well. Yeah, no, it's it, it's um, a, a momentous uh, show. And if there's anybody who does listen to this podcast that hasn't watched um, either season one or two, I know they're showing them. If you've got Sky, they're going to be on uh, uh, the Sky um, box set, as they call it, season both season one and two. So if you haven't seen it and you want to catch up, Sky Plus season three. Watch watch season one and two, and then start watching season three. You'll get through them in a week because they are just compelling viewing. Um, the political intrigue um, of of Game of Thrones is fantastic. A lot of people have said to me, "Oh, I don't like Lord of the Rings and things like that." It's so much more. It's so much. It, more. it really is. Uh, mm. It just adds so many more elements to the books as well. And I haven't read the books yet. I'm actually buying those in a couple of weeks to get through them. But. Um, yeah, I believe they do remain pretty well true to the books, and I believe they're going through a book in each season, so I think they're doing a very good job of it. Yeah. But Doctor Who! <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who, what can I say? I've loved it since I can't even remember. And I've never seen it. And you've never seen to it. To my shame. Yes, so you, you, you need to sort that out for next week, and... Uh, You've only got seven seasons and then <laughs> God knows how many, 40 years before that to catch up on. Um, yeah, th this season obviously is the second part of Series 7, as I said, heading towards the big 50th anniversary later this year, uh, which I believe is um, an episode that's going to be shot in 3D. Um, not been shot yet. Uh, no spoilers or any little bits of... Um, 
ideas of what's going to be in there, but I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Um, and uh, I'm just glad that I do own a 3D TV so I can watch that in 3D. <laughs> and so, I will, of course, be popping around to Jews to check that out. <laughs> yes, you're more than welcome, more than welcome. So, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll finish there, I think. Um, I hope um, everyone's enjoyed uh, the, the episode zero of It's Alive. Um, should we quickly say why we've, we've called it that? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, we, it's, it's obviously a quote from the great film uh, Frankenstein, directed by James Whale, uh, who was a Dudley boy. And uh, we're both uh, black country lads. Which you, if you know the accent, uh, you can probably tell. <laughs> we're not brummies. We're not brummies. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, we thought it would be a nice, um, nice little tribute to uh, one of our more famous uh, sons that uh, made made it good in Hollywood. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully you'll come back and listen to um, It's Alive episode one, uh, which uh, we, we'll be out uh, sometime next week. We'll be talking once again. Um, we, we'll be probably looking at remakes uh, next week. That's the idea, I think, that it's a very... Um, a lot of people have a lot of... Uh, Issues and views on the remakes. Yeah, I think Hollywood. we've got some ourselves that uh, we'll probably mash out during that one as well. So, yeah, look forward to that one, guys. Uh, I think you've got some thank yous to do as well, Stu. Yeah, well, uh, thank you first to you, Matt. Uh, Matt Green, uh, don't forget to check out Matt's uh, YouTube uh, video channel, uh, Matticus Tattooey. Um, if you type that in, you should find him. There's some great videos of uh, where Matt talks about his Blu ray collection, uh, home cinema. Uh, and unboxings and some, some, some fun things there. We'd also like to thank uh, Futurilla.com, who host the podcast, and Agents of Evolution, who have provided the production facilities and the music for this. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.